Welcome back to College Gridiron. I am Danny Scott here with my good buddy, Tyler Who. I mean, what a week of college football, Tyler. I mean, let's start off. How are you doing? Man, Danny, I'm, it's always a pleasure to be here with you just talking college football. I'm doing fantastic. I mean, look, there there were a lot of teams that went down this week that we did not expect. So, you know, a lot of chaos in college football, a little bit of, you know, worry, but there's nothing better in College Gridiron and being here with you. So I'm ready to get started. You know, it seems to be kind of a theme with us in, in this show. Every time we say a slate sucks or a team is great, the college football gods, they look down upon us and say, shame on you. I mean, we were talking about how terrible the slate it was last week. And then we go out, we get the number three team in the country losing. We get the number nine team in the country losing. Number 12, number 13, 17, 18, and 23 all go down. I mean, it was it was an absurd week of college football. Um, let's just start it off. Nice little easy one. We'll we'll dip our toes into the water. Game we previewed last week, Texas A&M takes down Auburn 20-3. I didn't really pay attention very much to this game. It was a game we talked about, but it kind of went according to plan. I think we both had Texas A&M. But uh, you got any thoughts on this game before we really get going into it? Uh, so during the, I mean, I tuned into this game. I expected it to be a much better game. I didn't think it would be like crazy high scoring just because both quarterbacks I don't really think highly of. I think Bo Nix is a little bit better than Zach Calzada, but Calzada outperformed Bo Nix on uh, last Saturday. It was a slow game, kind of boring. Nothing like, nothing really stood out to me. And I was like, you know, I turned it off after I think the second quarter. I went to watch another game, and I mean, like, I don't regret my decision at all. We both we both did pick Texas A and M, the home team. Uh, home team carried us, and I just thought that they would win with the home field advantage. And you know, I was proven right. I mean, that was one of the more unmemorable games of the week. But there there were plenty to talk about with the other games. Yeah, you know, this was a game that only had one touchdown scored, and I, mm-hmm. I think it was four or five field goals for Texas A&M and one field goal, obviously, for Auburn. So, I mean, kind of a defensive battle game. Yeah, you know, it was like a punt-pass-kick competition. Exactly, and I don't know about you, but is it time to start talking about Texas A&M as a potential playoff team, like either this year or in the future? I mean, they got a win over the number two team in the country, Alabama. Yep. Since that, they have been rolling. 35-14 win over Mizzou, 44-14 win over South Carolina, 20-3 win last week against a ranked Auburn team. They still have Ole Miss coming up this week, a game we'll talk about, number 11 versus number 15. I mean, they do have two losses, but with how crazy this college football season is going, I mean, are they a team that you think we should be looking out for for either this year or potentially next year? Obviously, we thought they had a lot higher aspirations this year than they do with a couple bad losses. But they they have proven to me that they are a legit football team this year. I mean, like, obviously this year they're out of the playoff race, but I'd say next year and the next couple of years they are definitely in the race. They play in the tough SEC uh, West, I believe. But, like... Jimbo Fisher's a pretty solid. He's a pretty good coach, I'd say. They recruit. They usually recruit decent, and I think if they continue to recruit well, and you know, they knock off some big teams like they did this year with Alabama, they continue to do their thing. I mean, listen, the playoff is always a possibility with them. They're Texas A and M is a good program. Definitely a very good program. Definitely should be in the race. But good call on that one. I like that. Yeah. So let's uh, transition into a game that had a lot of playoff, a uh, lot of lot of playoff meaning. Um, unranked Purdue mm-hmm. versus Michigan State, number three team in the country. This is the second time Purdue has knocked off a top three opponent this year. They knocked off 
Iowa when they were number two, knock off number three Michigan State last week, 40-29. Let's talk about Aiden O'Connell for, for just a second. 536 passing yards, three touchdowns. To his main guy, David Bell, with 217 receiving yards and a touchdown. I mean, what a performance. I, that's got to be the best duo of the week. It, mm-hmm. it was such a crazy game. Knock off number three. Let's hear your thoughts. Listen, Aiden O'Connell has turned it on the past couple weeks. It's just turned into a different animal. Him connecting with David Bell. David Bell's really like taken on that role as a number one receiver in Purdue. Like just stolen it. Like Rondell Moore went to the NFL last year and we're like, okay, who's who's gonna replace him as Purdue's number one? David Bell's taken that and run with it. Absolutely dominant performance against the Michigan State Spartans. And, you know, I was, cons- listen, I was not concerned about Michigan State going to this game. I mean, Danny, we knew how high you were on Michigan State coming to this game. You were like, oh, they're going to win out. And, listen, it's not even like they didn't execute their game plan. They just couldn't defend. They just couldn't play defense. They couldn't defend the pass. They defended the run fine. I mean, like, they had one rushing touchdown on Purdue's end. But the pass game, like, Purdue just absolutely dominated from the get-go and never let up. Purdue really likes chaos. I'll tell you that right now. Purdue University. If you know one thing about Purdue football, they're not the best team. They're never going to be like the best team in the Big Ten, but they love chaos. They love blowing stuff up right when the season gets going. They did to Iowa. They did to Michigan State. A couple years ago, if you remember, they did to Ohio State. And speaking of, they have Ohio State on the road this week. They've got a chance to do it They've got a chance to do it again. And listen, if I'm Ohio State, I I know I proclaimed that Ohio State's the best team in college football last podcast. Bold take of me, considering they didn't really make me look that great this week against Nebraska. Listen, if I'm Ohio State, I'm more worried about Purdue than any of their opponent for the rest of the season. Because I don't know, I know that's bold of me to say, but Purdue is scary. They, They pass the ball with the best of them. And man, can they play? They love they love chaos. So anything can happen over there in uh, next week at Ohio State. I'll tell you that. I mean, Ohio State still they got number nineteen Purdue this weekend. Then they got number seven Michigan State. Then number six Michigan. Uh, so I understand your take with saying Purdue might be the toughest opponent. I mean, considering they've already knocked off a couple of top dogs. But I still think that's a that's an incredibly it, hot take. It, it is a reach. It is a reach. But Purdue just plays like they play like they want to knock off the up underdog, like the better team, so much. Like they just like play angry. They play like they're just trying to prove something to the world, and that's why I think that. Yeah, I, I can see that. And uh, you know, my guy, your guy, Kenneth Walker the third, mm-hmm. hundred thirty six rushing yards and a touchdown, still keeps him well in line for the Heisman, even with the loss. I wouldn't blame that loss on him by any by any means. Oh, he but, did his uh, job. Uh, he did his job to a T. He's he's incredible football player. But uh, let's move on here. Another top ten team going down. Number nine Wake Forest loses in a shootout. Oh, what a game! Fifty eight fifty five to North Carolina. I mean. Ty Chandler for North Carolina, 213 rushing yards, four touchdowns. That is, I think, well in line with uh, Kenneth Walker's game against Michigan. He had uh, 197 rushing yards, five touchdowns. But, I mean, breaking the 200 barrier and still putting up four is insane. And then quarterback Sam Hill, not the best day passing the Rock. He had 216 passing yards and a touchdown, but he did it with his legs. 104 rushing yards, two touchdowns out of your quarterback. That is 
an absurdity in college football. If you can get 104 yards out of your running back, it's a good day. When you get 104 yards out of your quarterback and put up 58 points, that is a day and a half. So, uh, knocks off Wake Forest. No ACC contender for the college football playoff this year. They were kind of their last hope. But uh, let's hear your thoughts on it. Great day for uh, North Carolina. Oh, phenomenal day for North Carolina. If you saw that game, you saw that um, the fans stormed the field, their home their home field after. I mean, like, knocking off an undefeated team, a number 9 Wake Forest team that I thought, you know, edge of the playoffs, I, and I had legit reason to believe so. They're, they were a, they're a good team. They play hard. They play aggressive. They, ex- they can outscore pretty much any – they can score with pretty much every team in the nation. I'll tell you that. That offense is, like, just so high-powered. Sam Hartman was – in the thick of the Heisman race for me. I, I know. Now it's less likely, but he was phenomenal. I know he threw two picks, but he had seven total touchdowns. Five passing, two rushing touchdowns. Did his job, but that defense, you, you can't allow 58 points a win. Just just can't do that in college football. And they just got ground and pounded to death, that Wake Forest defense. And I had concerns about the Wake Forest defense going in. You know, they gave up 56 to Navy. Uh, uh, to, yeah, but, like, they're just... Yeah, they proved me right. They just can't defend, and it was a fun game, nonetheless. Right. I I really I watched that game. I tuned in. I really enjoyed watching that game. Yeah, it was it was a great game to watch. And uh, like you like you mentioned, I wasn't necessarily as concerned with Wake Forest defense, but it's North Carolina's offense. Since the beginning of the year, their lowest total is ten. That was week one in a loss to Virginia Virginia Tech. Since then, fifty nine, fifty nine. They put up twenty two in a loss to Georgia Tech. Bad game. Whatever. Uh, 38 against Duke, 25 and a loss to Florida State, 45 against Miami, 34 against my Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and then 58 last week. And, I mean, they, they played last night. We're recording this yep. on a Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Uh, but they still put up 23 and an OT loss to Pitt. Right. That offense is so high-powered. Sam Howell, I still think he was going into the year with a lot of uh, Heisman aspirations, potential right. top overall pick. Mm-hmm. I still think he's a first-round quarterback. Yeah. He's showing he can do it with both his arms and his legs, which is so so ne- necessary in the NFL today. But, uh, I mean, what a game. Taking the ACC out of playoff contention, which maybe that's something they wanted to do. Maybe that's something they didn't want to do for their own conference. Right. Um, but, yeah, North Carolina, what a game. Yeah, indeed. I mean, like, props to North Carolina. That offense is high-powered as they come. It was a great game. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, disappointing for Wake Forest. But, you know, we kind of saw what the theme was. They can't really def- – as I said, I don't believe in their defense. And, yeah, I think they would have gotten killed by one of these, like, really balanced, good teams above them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's move on here. We already talked about number 13 Auburn going down, but also number 12 Baylor goes down to TCU. 30 to 28. I don't really have a whole lot on this game. I wasn't paying attention mm-hmm. um, exactly very close. I mean, I was scoreboard watching um, from the couch while other games were going on. But number 12 team in the country goes down. That pretty much takes Baylor out of playoff contention. That hands them their second loss. They got Oklahoma this week uh, coming up. That's a game we'll preview. That's And I'll, I'll say it right now, Oklahoma's going down. I mean, like, listen, I, I kind of want to be there with you, but... um. That I'm, I'm gonna get to that in a second. Baylor, they, 
they played a tough game. TCU, I know their record's four and five. They're a tough opponent always. It's TCU. That's a good football program. They continue to prove that. I know bad season this year, but they'll they'll reload. They're a talented team from top to bottom. It was a good game from what I heard. Like I didn't watch. I score. Yeah, Scorber watched it because there were so many other games to be watching. I can't really be paying attention to Baylor TCU on full fledged, but like. Baylor got close. They almost had it. And then Gary Bohannon throws a pick to end the game. So, like, you know, it's disappointing. But, you know, this is a good season for Baylor. I think Baylor is a good good program. And they're on the rise because they have a good head coach in Dave Aranda, who is a former LSU defensive coordinator, I believe, during that uh, title run in 2019. He had that defense playing on full tilt. And that Baylor defense is pretty solid. I mean, like, this is a good Baylor team. I mean, there's nothing to be ashamed of for this season. I think next year you reload and make a playoff run and compete for the best team in the Big 12. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is this has to be the best Baylor team since RG3 was there. Yeah, you might be right. I, they, I don't really remember the like closely the years after RG3, but you might be right with that one. They have a win over, at the time, 14th-ranked Iowa State. They have a tough loss to Oklahoma State, who has moved up to the top 10. So that loss looks fine. Looks you great. lose to a top 10 team, so be it. You don't you don't ever want to take a loss, but if you're going to lose, lose to a top 10 team. Mm-hmm. This comes, this is, this one hurts them quite a bit. Losing to TCU unranked, like you said, four and five, still a good, still a very, very good football team as far as the Big 12 goes. Right. Yeah. The high-powered offense, decent defense, they're always going to put up points. Upcoming, they got Oklahoma. I like. I just. I think that Baylor has the potential and the star power oh, to take it to Oklahoma. Yeah, hundred percent. I think this is going to be the year that someone finally knocks off Oklahoma in the Big Twelve. So, but uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Let's move on to uh, some close calls. We don't have to really dive deep into these. Number two, Alabama, twenty to fourteen over LSU. I know. Bama needs to win this game big. But one thing I want to iterate, it's a rivalry game. LSU, Nick Saban, it, it's it's always a tough game when you're playing LSU. So, yes, they win the game unimpressively. But at this point in the season, a win is a win. You're completely right. But the thing is, that Bama, that Bama team, they did not look good. I'll tell you that right now. Um... Ugly, ugly win, and I know LSU's rivalry game, but LSU just does not look like the LSU of the old. They just look uninspired out there. Coach O is on his way out. They don't really care. Like this season's a lost season. It's up. It's up to next season. They got to find a new head coach. But Bama pretty much gave LSU every single chance they could have gotten to win that game. Bama was literally handing the game to them on a silver platter. Yet LSU couldn't convert because why? LSU's quarterback, Max Johnson, is not a good quarterback. No offense to the guy, but like he's just not a good quarterback. If you put any competent quarterback out there, I'm not talking Joe Burrow of 2019. Joe Burrow of 2018, where he was not crazy impressive. Put a nor- just a normal, decent D1 quarterback out there. He L- Alabama's 8-2. and two. I mean, 7-2. and two. Bama's a two-loss team if they have anybody other than Max Johnson out there. So, I, if I'm Bama, this week is a you got to put up like 80 on the board. They're playing New Mexico State, a 1 and 8 team. That's an easy win. Don't even put any thought into it. Just beat beat the brakes off of New Mexico State and then they got uh Arkansas who's a tougher opponent than the record suggests. They were really good at the start of the season. Had a couple tough losses, but that's a good Arkansas team, no doubt about it. Cannot sleep on Arkansas. 
And then they end the season off with the Iron Bowl, the classic rivalry, Auburn-Alabama. That's always going to be tough. I know Auburn just lost. Auburn's always going to give Bama a run for their money, and they might knock Bama off. So if I'm Bama, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that one. But uh, let's move on. Number four, Oregon, 26-16, went over Washington. I For a while there, I thought Oregon was going down. Yeah, I agree. We were, I was watching this one on the big uh-huh. screen, and then had uh, Bama LSU on one of the side TVs going on. But uh, scare for number four, Oregon, not an impressive win, mm-hmm. but Thankfully for them, the two teams behind them didn't have impressive wins either. Your Ohio State, 26-17 over a Nebraska team that Fordham is very aware of. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I want to hear your thoughts about either Oregon, Ohio State, both of them. Right. You're you're a big Ohio State guy, best team in the country. They're going <laughs> to win the national championship. They're going to run the table, everything. Uh, does this close win scare you a little bit? Um, so I'm going to get started with Oregon real quick. I'm going to make it quick. Oregon, I know it's not an impressive win, but their defense showed that they're a very good defense, as always. Their offense, their quarterback play, Anthony Brown's not the best quarterback in the nation. He's just going to get you by. So I'm still worried about them, but like not so much. They went up to three. Oregon should be happy with that. They're a top five. I'd say they're a top four team in the nation, convincingly. They're, they're a solid team. But on to Ohio State. Um, am I concerned about this win? A little bit. Nuts a little bit, yeah. Um, reason being, Ohio State was missing some personnel. They're missing their number one wide receiver in Garrett Wilson, and you know they still have a stacked receiving core. But you know it's it's a loss of personnel. It's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of adjustment. Um, C.J. Stroud did not play his best game by any means. He threw two interceptions, also had two touchdowns. But you know it was an average game for him. Nebraska, listen as bad as i think nebraska is like they're not very good the three and seven also bringing back scott frost i yeah. i scott not, frost not sure scott, i scott not sure frost. i agree with that take by uh, yeah the nebraska I uh, scott frost is not I, I thought like i wanted scott frost to succeed badly just because he was fun with ucf but man this is a bad nebraska team however nebraska always plays teams tough and i talked to my roommate about it my roommate's an iowa fan he like knows him and them and Nebraska are rivals. He always tells me, Nebraska, not very good, but they play teams tough. So I was expecting this coming in. Um, I didn't expect Ohio State to beat the brakes off in Nebraska by any means. I thought it would be like a 15, 20-point game, something like that. But Nebraska just played them tough. But Ohio State, at the end of the day, talent wins out. So am I worried? A little bit. They looked a little sloppy in the first half, but they got their stuff together in the second half, so I'm happy there. And um, I... Yeah, Purdue. They got Purdue this week at home. I'm not underestimated by Purdue by any means. I think Ohio State wins, but it's gonna. They're gonna have to win. They're like this is a tough Purdue team. We we already, we already talked about Purdue, but yeah, let's. I mean, I think Ohio State wins, but anything can happen in college football. You heard it here, folks. A little nervous, but still keeping the faith. Uh, finally, last scare for a top ten team. Number six, Cincinnati, twenty-eight twenty over Tulsa. If you're Cincinnati, the last three weeks, three close games, what is going on for Cincinnati? What do they need to do to figure it out? They need to start putting up points. They need to be able to uh, extend leads against these inferior opponents that they're facing. Yes, these are conference games for them right now, but Cincinnati, and I'll preview this right now, uh, you're going to think this is a hot take. I still have them at number three in my poll this week. That's fair. But 
They need to start blowing the doors off these teams if they want to make the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to get jumped by one of these teams, maybe even like a, a two-loss Ohio State team if, if they knock off uh, Michigan and lose to Michigan State. I mean, Ooh. I think Cincinnati needs to figure it out. They're a group of five team, not a power five. If you're a group of five team and you want to make the playoffs, you got to blow the doors off of these uh, bad bad football schools, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But Cincinnati, tough scare, win by eight. A win's a win. I will say that. I've already said that today. But they need to figure it out. 100%. I mean, like, the past three weeks have not been impressive at all. Ever since that UCF dominant win, they've looked really, not shaky, but just, like, looked like an average football team. They got a weak USF football team play that they're playing today at uh, 6 o'clock. Like, this is a team that they should beat the just beat the hell out of like but you know if they don't if they don't win convincingly today i'm i'm officially concerned you know why because they play a tough smu team on uh november 20th next uh next saturday this smu team is i mean i, I know you love smu i do love you the love SMU. smu i do love the smu mustangs they are seven and two right now they're actually coming off back-to-back losses so it, it doesn't look as good anymore but before that houston game i said if smu wins out this is going to be Cincinnati's toughest opponent, maybe of the year. I know, I know you're Notre Dame, Fighting Irish. We're in that race, but it's at the end of the year where the guys are tired, fatigued. That's why I said that. And this SMU team is high powered as hell, very strong offense. Tanner Mordecai is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. I mean, former Oklahoma guy. I'm pretty sure. Like he, he's a stud. He got to sit behind Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, and like. And he's been balling out. So, like, that SMU team came into that Houston game, I think, ranked, like, six. They were ranked pretty high. Now they're unranked. The, it doesn't look as good for Cincinnati, which kind of hurts the resume. But that's going to be a team you cannot underestimate. That's the best team in your conference besides, well, best team that they get to play until Houston. Uh, that's going to be brutal. They're going to have to step their game up before they play SMU or else they will be they will be on the losing end of that game. I can say that confidently if they do not step up and beat the brakes off of USF today. Yeah, well, uh, let's move on to the new poll. Mm-hmm. We'll give our top 10, give our predictions on how we think the rest of the season's going to shake up a little bit. But uh, number one, obvious, Georgia. Yeah, easy. Alabama stays at two. Oregon mm-hmm. moves up to number three. Ohio State to four. Then first two out. Cincinnati at number five. And here's the big one. Yeah. Michigan jumps Michigan State to number six. Michigan State seven, Oklahoma eight. My Fighting Irish at number nine. Uh, Oklahoma State at ten. Texas A and M eleven, and Wake Forest drops to number twelve. Let's let's talk about Michigan, Michigan State here for a second. Yeah, that's the that's the main, the only thing I have to worry about right now. Yeah. So the only reason, the only reason. Oregon is above Ohio State is because they beat them head-to-head. Exactly. Like, if you play today, Ohio State beats Oregon. We know this. So what is the committee doing? It, they're they're hypocrites. They Ridic- put, ridiculous. They put Michigan State behind Michigan after Michigan State beats them, but they have Oregon over Ohio State? Excuse me? What? I mean, what are you doing? It's, it's kind of just oh, – first of all, yeah, you're right. It's hypocritical. It's stupid. I think that Michigan State – we saw it clearly. Michigan State beat Michigan. I know it was a close game, blah, 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 and then Michigan State lost. 
But I think that Purdue team beats Michigan too. Come on, let's be real here. Like that that Michigan team is not as good as people think. I don't get how the hell they're ranked number six. It's ridiculous. It's way too high. I think they're gonna get. Listen. Well, I'm well, saying, let's saying, yeah. let's let's we'll calm get, this down because we both have the same idea. And if you're if you're looking at the schedule, you know what mine and Tyler's idea is this week. Yes. But uh, <laughs> if you're the committee and you put Michigan above Michigan State, for the love of God. Put Ohio State over Oregon because Ohio State is very, very clearly a better football team than Oregon. 100%. So if you're going to say, oh, head-to-head matters, then what are you doing with Michigan over Michigan State? I just, I simply don't understand it. Right. It's it's ridiculous. It's really the only complaint I have right now with the current top 10. Um, other than UTSA not being ranked, the undefeated <laughs> University of Texas San Antonio. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, you real talk. U S M U U T S A. I just found out about UTSA <laughs> being undefeated. I saw it in my in the poll. I was like, "Yep, rank them up to top four, please." Yeah, but real talk, yeah. like, how is how is Michigan State below Michigan? Like, come on, come on, come on, college football playoff. Get get your stuff straight. Get it right. Um, I mean, on like, I just don't see it. There's no. There's literally no logical explanation other than recency bias. Yeah, I'm. I mean, as you can tell here, I I have no idea what they're doing. But uh, let's move on to our top ten. Yeah, start off number one, Georgia. Agreed. I mean, it, can't disagree. It's <laughs> it's undisputed. Georgia's yeah. the best team in the country. Their defense For is now. stacked. They get J T <laughs> Daniels back. They finally, get Stenson Bennett out of there. Yeah. Noodle arm. Yeah. I, I nice guy. Agree. Nice guy, I'm sure. Seems seems like a great human being. Yes. Just uh, should not be the quarterback of the number one team in the country. Fully agreed. I mean, come on. Number Those two. Were, yeah. Number two, I got Alabama. Yeah. Two, Unimpressive two, win. Two, but not not convincingly, too. I agree. I would agree. Pick. Yeah. Number two, unimpressive win, but mm-hmm. the teams behind them didn't do anything to prove to me exactly, that they should be higher. Exactly. Or drop drop down, be lower, jump oh, jump Alabama. Right. So yes, they're the number two team in the country. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have been dominating college football this year. Right. If let's say Oregon just blew Washington out of the water, I may I, see I, a world where Oregon is above Alabama. I disagree with it. Completely disagree oh, with I, it. Oregon will lose to Alabama. But, but yeah. But according to the committee, Oregon's the number three team in the country. Which I agree with for now. I don't think they're the third best team in the nation, but they can't they haven't done anything for me to, you know, move them down, considering the teams below them. So I'm gonna stick with my last week pick. The number four team moves up to number three after the Michigan State loss. I'm going Cincy at number three. Yes, they had a tough win against a inferior Tulsa team. Right. But they're still undefeated. They're still undefeated, and, and Oregon and Ohio State didn't do anything for me personally right. to say, "Oh, they need to be higher than them." Plus, they have a signature win against your Fighting Irish. Yes, and I am a biased uh, sports fan, <laughs> so Cincinnati gets the nod. But one thing I will say, I have this in my notes right here. I still think they're a top contender. Yeah, I agree. They need to start figuring it out. Or they're going to start dropping my rankings. Yeah, they have to figure it out or they're losing. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Forget dropping the ranks. They're losing, and their season's going to be over soon. So I think that they will run the table through the regular season just because I think they're better than SMU, but you know, SMU is going could catch them by surprise. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, number four, I got Oregon at four. I think uh, just head-to-head. I mean, realistically, I probably think Ohio State is a better football team than yeah. Oregon, 
but Oregon has to win over Ohio State, so that's why they're at four. I, I get the logic, yeah, especially considering you have Cincinnati above everybody. Like I respect that, but I, I think Ohio State Ohio State is my four just because I have Cincinnati as, oh, spoiler, my five. <laughs> Ohio State is my four, clear top four team, and they've got their their literal gut of the schedule, their best part of their schedule right ahead of them. So they could have either end their season, unfortunately, or they could have some serious wins to get them, vault them up to the top three. Uh not even top three. I think if they if they went out, they're the number two team in the country. I, actually, yeah, I, I agree don't with know that. how the committee would not have them with a win over a number nineteen, that's, that's three a win top, over number seven, exactly. a win over number, number six. six. That's three top twenty teams right there. Easy. So and two rob- like Ohio State's going to get tested. I have them at five. Mm-hmm. They fair. win this week. I personally think I jumped them above Oregon. Mm. It's it's a bit of a like hot that. take. Oregon doesn't have anyone left on their schedule really. Uh, the Pac-12, very weak conference, but uh, you have listen, a point here. Listen, listen, listen. I, I know they don't have anybody really tough on their schedule, but that Utah game in two weeks away. <laughs> I, I, listen, I know I know you can, you're not going to you're gonna brush over it, but they've that Utah team is the second-best team in the, uh, in the Pac-12 right now, I'd say. They're ranked 24 for a reason. The second-best team in the second-worst conference in the in second-worst, yeah, yeah, in the second-worst Power Five. Yeah. Are they the second worst? I think they might be the worst, but like still, I don't know. They, I mean, the ACC is pretty bad. That is very true, but the ACC does have more ranked teams, I think. Yeah, um, but the ACC doesn't have the number three ranked team. That is true. That is very true. They also do have an eight and one team, Wake Forest. No, but uh, real talk, like um, this, yeah, that Utah game, that is a team you can't take lightly. If they get past Utah, then they're they're the best team. I mean, then I understand like where you have them, but like, I. Would they're gonna take care of business against Washington State this week? Washington State's in shambles right now. Just fired their head coach like a couple weeks ago. Just a mess of a program. Utah is the best team that they're gonna face for the rest of the season, including the Pac-12 championship. So I'm gonna be worried about Utah. I think they got to take care of business there on the road in Mormon country. Uh, yeah, you got to take care of business there. All right, number six, Michigan State. Yeah, they got, uh, they got the head-to-head against Michigan. I have them at six just because the head-to-head. Yes, last week's a bad loss, but Purdue jumps into the top twenty. Yeah, move move from unranked to number nineteen. I still think they're a top team. The Big Ten is absolutely loaded at the top right now. I think with the win over Michigan, I have them ranked above Michigan. So who's number seven? So since yeah, it's weird. Like the committee, I I I'm gonna be honest. I know we've talked about them as possible frauds, but I have Oklahoma at six just because they didn't. They had their little bye week. They're still nine and zero. They're they're gonna have their little tests now. <laughs> I I know. I think Michigan State. Whoa. I think I think Michigan Whoa. State and Michigan are better, but I gotta give Ooh. Oklahoma the nod there. They could get knocked off though. I just I couldn't give Michigan State the six nod. I think they're the seven seventh best team in the nation, but like. Yeah, I just think that Michigan. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma. We'll see. We'll see this week. But I did put them at my sixth spot. I know it's controversial. Holy hot take there. Yeah. Holy hot take. It's Tyler. it's sixth. Wow. With, it's sixth with very little confidence. But I'm just gonna give them a sixth spot just because they're undefeated still. So uh, then I'm guessing you got Michigan State seven, Michigan eight. UTSA. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> four, Fordham seven. No, uh, Michigan State seven. Yeah, Michigan State is my seventh best team in the nation. Then Michigan eight. Yes, correct. Here's where my bias is going to come out. 
Yeah. I have Notre Dame jumping Oklahoma to number eight. Wow. I have Oklahoma at nine, and then rounding up my top ten is Oklahoma State, who I think you have at ten to. Oklahoma State is my ten. Here is my logic. Yes, I am a biased Notre Dame uh, You you sure? You sure? Never heard that one before. Just a little bit. I'm wearing a Notre Dame hat right now as we sit here and speak. Yeah. Notre Dame has turned a corner over the past couple weeks. You sound like Aaron Boone. They have been putting up points. They figured out the running offense. Kyron Williams looks like the best running back in college football outside of Kenneth Walker. Outside we sh- of we Kenneth sh- Walker. We're sure about that one. He is absolutely dominating in the run game since that uh, USC game. <laughs> that's that's they, two they've games been, ago. They've been three games. He's put up over 100 rushing oh, yards. USC. Or less. I thought you said UNC. My bad. No, no, no. Uh, three or four games. I can't even remember that anymore. That is three games, yeah. Three games. They've been without Kyle Hamilton since that USC wow, game. I did not know that. And have been shutting down defenses and putting up points. UNC put up, I think I said 35 against them. But, I mean, that's a UNC team that we had talked about as an incredibly high-powered offense. Right. So, Oklahoma, they're going to lose this week. And I think that's why that played a, uh, played a factor into my decision, mm-hmm. having Notre Dame jump them. And it also helps out Cincinnati, and my take with Cincinnati at number three. <laughs> but uh, no, Notre Dame jumps Oklahoma. Oklahoma sucks. Caleb Williams is good. That team is still lackluster. They they've had lackluster performance after lackluster performance, and I do not trust them one bit. Breaking news: Spencer Rattler's entered transfer portal and headed to Notre Dame. No, <laughs> no please, dear uh, God, no. <laughs> That'll be the funniest thing. But um, I yeah, Notre Dame is my nine. I I get the bias, but and yes, Kyron Williams is good, but he's not the second best running back in college football. He's Come on. playing like it the last he, three he, weeks. Uh, he's Robinson. playing like it. No, I'll, 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 here. I'll take Texas. I'll, is, I'll, I'll Texas take a guys over. Yeah, I know, but I mean, Bijan Robinson is a good player. Uh. Oh no, but um, yeah. Notre Dame is a good football team. They have one quality win <laughs> against oh, Wisconsin. They beat Purdue. Two, two quality wins. Purdue. I, take, I take that back. I take that back. I did not see the Purdue win because Purdue shows up. As and they race, also so. throttled Navy last week, who played Cincinnati incredibly tough. They absolutely throttled the triple option. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But um, I yeah, guess. I, I'm, I'm just I not. <laughs> I'm just not that confident in Notre Dame. I mean, no, I think no one is. But I mean, I'm an unrealistic <laughs> fan. I, I mean, if I was in the committee, I'd be ranking them number one. Yes, no, just, just kidding, just kidding. Yes, Jack Cohn for no, Heisman. I, I have them. I have them at number eight. I think they're a very solid football team. Right. They figured something out the last couple weeks with Jack Cohn and Tyler Buckner in there at quarterback. I think they're a good team, and I think. They're they're a top eight team in the country, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess top eight. Yeah, yeah, they're a good team. Uh, Jack Cohn, legendary uh, Long Island guy. As a Long Island guy myself, I gotta gotta show support for uh, Jack Cohn. But uh, he's yeah, no, that Notre Dame team. I say top nine convincingly, but like they're a good team. They're a good football team. Let's be, let's be real here. All right, well, uh, let's move on from the poll. Uh, let's talk some FCS right now. Yeah. You know, we're both Fordham guys. We Indeed. both go to Fordham, both juniors. Got to see this team for the past couple of years. They've been they've been not a not an incredibly great team since we've been going to school here. They've been okay. Yeah. This year, 6 and 3, turning up. Their only three losses are to two FBS schools. Yeah. And Monmouth. And Monmouth mm-hmm. is a 
uh, right now in contention to make the pro- Monmouth. Excuse me. Thank you to our wonderful producer Thomas Aiello for getting my ear and letting me know that. And uh, last week, shout out Mike Calamari, who I forgot to mention, who produced for us last week. Yes, um, sir. But uh, yeah, their their three losses are to two FBS schools and a current playoff team. If the season ended right now, going against Holy Cross, who uh, has a win over an FBS opponent, I think you told me that stat over over UConn. UConn, yes, a very a very strong UConn team. I might add, not yeah. kidding, an extremely weak UConn team, but <laughs> it is an FBS opponent. FBS. Anytime an FCS school beats an FBS school, it's 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 news. It's it's news newsworthy at least. Indeed. But uh, in our Patriot League, two top teams, both four and zero, or um, Notre Dame, uh, Fordham riding a six game win streak, Holy Cross riding a four game win streak, um, but yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. It's it's I mean it's basically the conference championship. Whoever wins this is probably gonna make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I I'm a little nervous for Fordham because uh, Holy Cross. Throttled Monmouth, forty-five fourteen, and they're in their matchup, and uh, Fordham lost twenty-six twenty-three. But uh, I mean, we don't have Ryan Greenhagen anymore, who's a yep. projected draft pick. But uh, I'm excited. I uh, mean, yeah, so am I. I'm gonna be at the game. I'm gonna be working it with. Uh, shout out Nick DeLuca, Fordham Club baseball guy, uh, <laughs> and the voice of Fordham. But uh, yeah, let's hear let's hear your thoughts on how how excited are you about this game. All right, so I'm going to be in studio doing a one-on-one, so unfortunately I do not believe I will be there for the full game, but I will try as soon as the show ends, I'll be there. I'll be at the game. Hyped as hell. I, I, I love what this Fordham team has done recently. They've turned up to another level. They've decided to start playing the best offense I've ever seen them play. This is this Fordham offense, lowest total since they've gotten into the um, – into – conference i believe is 35 against lehigh um this offense is extremely high powered um probably the best offense that i've ever seen fordham put out since my time to my time here um tim demorat senior quarterback has 20 i believe 27 passing touchdowns he's like i think he's the greatest fordham quarterback of all time him john skelton i don't know but he's been phenomenal since he's this year he's been absolutely dominant on, on with his arm um and he's also got three rushing touchdowns. Forgot that. So thirty touchdowns total. Heisman, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but real talk, he's been phenomenal since like since he's gotten his feet under him. He's been just dominating. He's spreading the ball out pretty well too. Just if you look at the production, everybody's eating. Dekeis Carter, Fotis Kokosoulis, Garrett Cody, Hamza Alzayat, MJ Wright, all over three hundred yards receiving, all with a touchdown at least. Dekeese Carter and, Co- and Focus Coco Sul is dominating over 600 yards and nine touchdowns for Carter, 11 for Coco Sulis. Just honestly, this Fordham offense is killing it, and their run game pretty balanced. If you there's four guys over 100 yards. Zach Davis had an early injury, so his numbers are not as good as it usually are. He is a phenomenal running back. But Trey Wilson third, my my friend Trey Wilson over here, great. He's been. Doing his thing. He's been really good as a junior. Um, Trace Need, just a big body, powerful running back. And uh, Antonio Cortez Faria. That's a team. That's a team right there. Yeah, I mean, I would I would agree with you. But uh, enough about FCS. Let's move on to a monstrous slate that we got this week. Oh, yeah. Monstrous slate. I don't really want to get into these games, but here's the two games that I got going under the radar. Mississippi State, who was ranked last week against number 17 Auburn. 
I'm predicting an Auburn win in this one. Um, and then the, my other one is Minnesota, who was ranked last week, going up against number 20 Iowa for the Big Ten East Championship, basically. Whoever wins this game is going to come out of the East and eventually get throttled by <laughs> Michigan, Ohio State, or Michigan State. Yes. But uh, I still think Iowa wins this game. I've been high on Iowa all year. They, Have you? They've broken my heart. Broken my heart. They killed you, too. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, if I was, was in charge of my life, I would be dead right now. Luckily, I'm, I'm in the studio recording. I'm, with. <laughs> I'm speaking to the ghost of Danny Scott here. Yeah, but uh, those are my two games going a little bit under the radar. Um, mm-hmm. You got any, any more to add? Yeah, well, I mean, I agree with both picks right there. I think that Auburn wins. I'm, I'm going with the home team with both teams. I think Iowa wins as well. And, yeah, Iowa is going to get absolutely destroyed by whoever they play in the Big Ten West. But, um, yeah, my game of the week is Purdue-Ohio State. I mean, there's no there's no beating around the bush here. This is going to be a phenomenal game. Um, two really high-powered offenses, two really good teams. And, you know, I think Ohio State wins four. My, I have a score prediction, 41-31 Ohio State. High scoring. Uh, and it's going to be tough, but it's going to be a fun game. So, uh yeah. Because I looked at your prep a little bit before yeah. we started, I also made some score predictions. Go ahead. So uh, I think Ohio State bounces back in a big way. Wow! You, oh, I oh, I am I am joining a little bit, a little slight bit of the bandwagon on Ohio Ooh. State, uh, but I think they're gonna look at that last week game against Michigan State for Purdue. They're gonna come in with a great game plan, and. C.J. Stroud's going to figure it out after a rough week against yeah. Nebraska. It wasn't even like – it was just like a little shaky, but he's going to ball out this week. My my score prediction, big win. 45-14, Ohio State takes it to wow. Purdue. Wow. Takes it to Purdue. Wow. Wow. You really – wow. You're, I, <laughs> I, I'm I am, in shock. I'm I am in shock. feeling the Ohio State magic. You've, you've convinced me, Tyler. Welcome home. Come to the bandwagon. Yeah, so uh, – Another Big Ten game that I kind of circled, number six, Michigan, against unranked Penn State. Mm -hmm. At one point, Penn State was the number three team in the country this year. Yes. Number three team. Yep. Unranked. uh, I'm predicting Penn State upset over Michigan. I think it's a close game. My final score, 35-31. Penn State wins it at home. Listen, I know it's supposed to be like maybe like a little bit of debate, like you know, agree, disagree, blah blah blah. I'm gonna agree with you. Penn State's winning that game. Uh, I I don't have like I said earlier in the year. I know uh before that Michigan State Michigan game, you were you, you were confident in Michigan. You said they would win. I had no confidence in them then. I have zero confidence in them now. I just don't think that Michigan team is as good as people think they are. It's the story of Jim Harbaugh. They recruit well. They're talented, but they just they just can't get it done. Just and, just like when he was the coach in my Niners, can't get over the hump. <laughs> Yes, uh, unfortunately for your Niners, I mean I, that I just don't, I just don't see it. I just think that Penn State, Sean Clifford, criminally underrated. Um, Whiteout game at what? Penn State. I like Penn State in this one. Yeah, just just give me Penn State, twenty-seven, twenty-four, Penn State. So uh, next we got. I mean this this slate is loaded. So many, so many, so many top, good, so many good games. Top to twenty-five about. ranked opponents facing off. Um, here is the big one for me personally. Number eight Oklahoma mm-hmm. against number thirteen Baylor. Give me Baylor. Baylor's taking it to him. Oklahoma finally gets caught slipping. I like Baylor in this one. I got twenty eight twenty four. Little bit of a close game. Baylor finally, finally knocks off Oklahoma. I've been saying it all year. I don't know when they're gonna get caught. This is the week. I'm predicting it right now. This is the week. 
Baylor knocks off number eight, Oklahoma. Anyway, when you say with that much confidence, I got to go opposite. <laughs> I got I got to hedge you here. I think Oklahoma continues to uh, win. I think they make the ten and out, and then the next two weeks, one of the one of the two weeks they will lose. I I think it's gonna be Oklahoma State, just because I think Oklahoma State's a better team than Oklahoma. But I just think uh, this Baylor team did not impress me at all. I mean, like their quarterback play has been a little shaky. I know it's. I think it's going to be decently high scoring. I think Oklahoma wins this game. I know road game at Waco. It's going to be tough, but thirty-eight twenty-seven Oklahoma. Give me the Sooners, Boomer Sooner. Nah, one more week. Nah. No, they're they're finally getting caught this week. I'm, we'll I'm see. Calling it. We I'm will calling see. It. We will see. Um, another top twenty-five matchup: number eleven Texas A&M against number fifteen Ole Miss. I mean, we'll talk about Ole Miss for a quick second. Uh, Matt Corral takes it to Malik Willis. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, your guy got outdueled by Ryan's we guy. Talk, we can was, talk about it for a second. Who is yep. who is sadly not here? But uh, no, we'll just leave it at that. I want you. I want you to soak that in for a second. Matt Corral beats Malik Willis. I mean, listen. I said that Ole Miss would beat Liberty, but I did not expect Malik Willis to look that bad for me. He, I expected him to keep up and like do okay. At least like duel it out with Matt Corral. That was the most disappointing qu- quarterback one versus quarterback two duel. In college football, I still think Malik Wills is a top two quarterback in the draft class, but this is such a weak class. I'm really disappointed with that game. Uh, so let, let's raise our spirits a little bit and talk about actual good college football. Yeah, um, that Ole Miss Texas A&M game is going to be phenomenal. I it's a classic SEC matchup between two really good teams. Um, I know we big up to Texas A&M earlier earlier today. Uh, I do think Ole Miss wins this game though. It's going to be close-ish, and then I think Ole Miss, just their offense is too strong. I believe in, uh, what do you call it, in Matt Corral more than I believed in Bo Nicks last week, and I think it's going to be 35-24 Ole Miss. So uh, I'm going to keep on the train of pumping up Texas A&M. I have them keeping rolling. Keep it up. They, they keep rolling right now. Roll Texas A&M after they rolled the tide. Uh, 38-21 Texas A&M over Ole Miss. Matt Corral gets shut down. Uh, last game to preview right now, ACC, who cares? Still a top 25 ranked. Uh, number 16, NC State versus number 12, Wake Forest. Uh, here's my Obers Club bet. I have this <laughs> one being a high-flying. Oh, it's going to be high-scoring. Dual game, 48-44, NC, or not NC State. NC State loses to Wake Forest, 48-44. What's the over under on this game? Can you uh let me, me check. You me uh you talk your yeah. talk your stuff while I check. Well, I also have a four point game and I also have Wake Forest winning. And it's gonna be high scoring. It's gonna combine for hundred fifty two to forty eight. Uh, wow. I think it's gonna be high flying, crazy offense, touchdowns left, right, and center. Um it's gonna be one of the it, Yeah, I, I mean we're gonna, crushing yeah. the over. The over yeah. right Just, now is at sixty six. Oh, hammer the hammer over. the over. Hammer the over. Bet your uh, no, I'm not gonna say bet your life. Uh, we on are it. we do not condone gambling. If you have yes, a problem, please get gambling. help. But if yes. you if I was a betting man and if you were a betting man, yes, we're um, sixty six and a half. I mean, please take that. And Listen, and if you're just, uh, just look at if you're t- Caesar's Palace or any of those other sports books, raise that line or you're gonna lose a lot of money. Yes, indeed, exactly what Danny said. But just look at those two quarterbacks. You got Devin Leary and Sam Hartman. Four, 52 combined passing touchdowns, only eight combined interceptions on the between the two. Just phenomenal quarterback play between the two, and it's just going to be – I'm expecting high-scoring, fireworks, and, yes, a Wake Forest win, but come on. 
if if this is a game that it's a seven thirty game, late night game, I recommend watching, just tuning in, just tapping in for a little bit and you might see five touchdowns, six touchdowns, twelve touchdowns, fifteen touchdowns. Anything can happen in the ACC. Yeah, well, uh, well, what was I just gonna add? Are there are there any other games that you see going on this weekend that you're pique your interest? I mean, I think Cincinnati rolls past South Florida. Um, the one game that I have a little bit of. And I watching, of course I do. Notre Dame against Virginia, I think that's a good game. Yep. Six and three. Virginia, Virginia Virginia's quarterback Virginia. is good, right? Yeah, I yeah. remember Virginia. Yeah, UVA has uh, what do you call it? Brendan Armstrong. I think he yeah he's second in the nation in yards. I just saw that randomly when I was scrolling uh, ESPN the other day. But um, he yeah no, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a test for uh, Notre Dame's defense because Virginia likes to score, but Notre Dame's winning that game. I mean, really, other than that, I'm not seeing uh, anything else that I like. So uh, let's wrap that here for uh, Thomas Aiello, our producer, Tyler Hu, my B-host. I am Danny Scott, and this was College Gridiron, a production of WFUV Sports.